This is Camp Life, The Other Side. A bi-weekly podcast for summer camp professionals. Hosted by Kelly Cook and Natalie Hamilton. Now it's time to explore the other side of summer camp. Welcome back to another episode of Scamp Life, exploring the other side. I am one of your hosts, Kelly Cook, and I've got Natalie Hamilton with me as always. Hello, everyone. All right. And Natalie, what are we talking about today? So today we are talking about, are we asking too much out of our seasonal summer staff? Um, so how this question kind of came to light is I walked into Kelly's office one day um, <laughs> as she was going through the, the ACA end of year recap questions. And there was a, there was a question specifically on what I forget what the actual verbiage was, but what your camp is doing in regards to mental health, um, both for staff and for campers. And I was also we working on pay of, scale too at the time. Like I was oh, doing yeah, both simultaneously. Changing <laughs> our staff pay scale. And so we were just kind of mulling it over. Um, and honestly, it, it struck me as kind of an odd question because um, it didn't ask, you know, are you working on these things? It didn't ask, is this you know something you are seeing in this past summer? It, it specifically asked, what are you doing? And again, it kind of just struck me as odd and made, made both of us kind of think, should, should we be putting more focus on the mental health side of things in summer camp in the first place? And what does that impact look like on our summer staff? Our summer staff who are already struggling with their own mental health in a lot larger capacity than we've ever been used to. Is it camp's responsibility to still put more, more effort and more resources on the camper end of things? And does that put too much stress, too much responsibility, just too much in general on our summer seasonal staff? So that's where this came from. Um, and both Kelly and I were like, oh, that'd be a great topic for this. Let's talk <laughs> about that one. Um, so here we are. I think it's important too with everything changing uh you know we natalie and i both were fortunate enough to work as seasonal staff prior to coming into a full-time capacity and kind of we we took the time after that not to much answer the question for aca but to reflect on our time as seasonal staffers and really what what were we responsible for? You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I remember growing up, I went to a Y camp. I went there as a kid and started working there as a counselor and it was a fun time. Like you don't think about, I mean, honestly, other than making sure my kids were safe was the big mm-hmm. one, you know, make sure my kids are safe. Yep. Make sure my kids had their basic needs met. So, you know, watching out for, for food things and and whatnot, you know, we were, we were trained in child abuse prevention. We were, what else did we do? I mean, yeah, we had bloodborne pathogens. Yes. We had, Mm -hmm. you know, age appropriateness, the basic, uh, ACA, you know, you know, you hit those mandatory trainings there (laughs) and, uh, we hit, we definitely had bullying that came about, you know, a little bit the first year as a staffer. So that was what, back in 2010 or so. Wow. I'm, I'm giving my age there. 
really, it was a fun time. And I worked overnight camp and I mean, mm-hmm. overnights, that's a lot, you know, to ask yeah. for staff. I worked, I think it was, I made, I think I made $180 a week my first year as a, as a yep. seasonal staffer, which I mean, I don't think you can get anybody to do that now day yeah, no. or day or overnight. Nope. Camp. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but again, you know, the, to do much other than yeah. my job. <laughs> yeah. And, but, but we are also the generation that we are in those director roles now, you know, though we are, we have progressed through our, our system. We're in, in that capacity now. So when we reflect back on what our experiences are, they're very, very different than what this generation of our seasonal staff are, are, are needing, are expecting, are used to. I mean, yeah, I started my camp career as, at, it was a private camp up in the middle of nowhere out <laughs> in California. And like, we didn't have cabins. We had a roof. We had a lean-to roof with an outhouse and that was it, like very, very rustic camp. So yeah, my biggest concerns when I was a counselor is not losing my kids in the woods. Yep, um, that was a big one. Sure they made it to the outhouse <laughs> in the middle of night because there was no lights out there, of course, by any means. Anyway, as far as staff training goes, I distinctly remember spending three solid days with about five or six other people with nothing but a weed whacker in my hand, cleaning up camp. <laughs> like that was our <laughs> staff training was cleaning, prepping, getting activity areas ready because they were strictly a summer camp. They didn't do anything in the off season. So there was a lot of work that went into preparing for kids to get there. And we of course had, you know, nightly conversations and yes, you know, how to, how to handle a bullying situation in, in your cabin. You know, we were all first aid and CPR certified. Like I said, all the ACA like check mark boxes, <laughs> but the Biggest issue that I had that into my very first summer was I worked, I was with the t- teens for the most part. Me too. Um, and we, yeah. <laughs> the biggest thing that not only our campers had to worry about at that point in time, um, or that I, as their counselor had to worry about was we had a camper who started her period for the first time. I was time. just thinking that like, that's the like, biggest thing that, I had to worry about. <laughs> that and, um, I was with the littles for, um, one session and there was, uh, there was a couple, I, it wasn't bullying, but just didn't fit in. Didn't kind of want to be at camp, a little bit of homesickness, things of that sort. But those were the two, like, struggles that we had to deal with and all of our all of the counselors were in the same boat that is black and white in comparison to what our campers and our now staff are having to to deal with and muddle through on a day-to-day basis and you talk about pay it was a private camp so we were paid better but I was paid three thousand dollars for the whole summer about Um, how many weeks and again that was huh do you remember how many weeks you worked? Um, it was, so they ran two week sessions. So it was four, two week sessions. We had one intro week session and then one week of staff training. So 10 weeks. And then I stayed on an extra week to help with family camp, but I got paid extra to do that, but still three grand for a whole summer in 2008 was really good pay. I know a lot of camps that don't pay that much now. And that was almost 15 years ago. Um, So when we're talking about, you know, wanting to pay our staff better, we also have to think about what are the demands that we're asking them to deal with on a regular basis now? You know, it's not the same 
they're not having to handle the same or come across the same issues, the same situations that we did when we were a counselor, yet we're asking them to do so much more for a lot less still. Mm -hmm. And I think too, like you don't necessarily see visually see them doing more. They are still, you know, keeping an eye on kids, taking kids to activities, doing bathroom runs, doing, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the very basic day-to-day activities that come across, whether it be day or overnight camp, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, your, your day-to-day is the same. It's, I think it's the more mental aspect of it of, and not necessarily mental health. I'm not talking about mental health. It's the, okay. I just trained my staff for an entire week. I need you to remember everything about bullying. I need you to do conflict resolution, crowd control, you know, still count your kids, make sure you have them all there, (laughs) run the activity usually with less staff because with our staffing shortages that have started even pre-pandemic, you know, there Mm -hmm. is less staff. So we're asking them to do more. Watch out for bullying, watch out for homesickness, bedwetting. If you've got the the younger kiddos potentially home, Mm -hmm. you know, there is so much, I mean, even as a director trying to plan out staff training, you wonder how to fit Mm -hmm. it all in and where the fun learning comes in, such as the team building activities and the, and the stuff we enjoy doing. Uh, rather than just, you know, what we have to do to make sure our staff are equipped. Yeah. And even just thinking back to, you know, especially us this past summer, we completely redid our staff training, um, like throughout the old, completely rewrote with the new stuff. But again, looking back to what our staff training experience was like when we were counselors to now, there is very little time in that schedule for true play, for true creative programming, letting counselors learn the actual job. So much of what we have to go through now is based on behavior issues that that they they will need to potentially handle um, and address throughout the season. You know, a lot of us have added a mental health capacity, you know, training into our summer camp session. We're still talking about bullying, obviously, child abuse, prevention, all of those things that we need to still address. But so much of our training, even in the past, again, 15 years that we've been in, it has drastically changed so much. Are we asking too much of our staff? And that's literally what this is all about. It's not saying yes or no. We have our own personal opinions on it. But are we asking too much out of our staff, especially when you add in the pay factor? Because, you know, we're always talking about staff pay. We want to be able to pay staff more. Can we pay them more? Should we be paying them more, especially with the big additions to their job descriptions that we are asking them to do? I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I mean, I can't even answer yes or no for our staff and I'm the one who's doing our hiring and planning a Uh lot of our training and, and things like that. And then, I mean, it's, it's tough. And, you know, five years from now, we're going to be asking them to do even more. I mean, exactly. These, these, these staff are like 17 and 18 years old, like at 17 and 18, I was just trying to figure out how to survive in college. (laughs) Like, you know, like, and and additional with our, with our staff's own, you know, mental health challenges and struggles. I mean, I know probably five years ago, that was the first year that we started having a lot of staff struggles throughout their summer with various mental health um, issues that they had 
And now we're starting to see it even more prevalent in our campers, especially with COVID. So again, with our, our staff's capacity, what they personally are having to go through and work through and struggle with at this point in time, ask them to take that heck, you need a master's degree at this point to be able to navigate <laughs> behaviors of our, of our normal, traditional, seasonal 18, 19-year-old summer camp staff. So are, is what we are asking them reasonable? You know, are the job requirements that we are asking of them, is it reasonable for them to even be successful? Or are we setting them up to fail at this point? I don't know. I mean, think about it. If so if, if we were to answer no, hypothetically, if we are, mm-hmm. at, you know, we are not asking them to do too much, you know, where, where is the line then? Does it vary from staff member to staff member? Does it vary from mm-hmm. position to position? And this is all in a seasonal capacity. This doesn't even include, you know, full-time director level. No, absolutely you know, is, is there Is there a line of, you know, we will only ask them to do X before that's mm-hmm. enough? Or is it, you know, are we just going to keep asking them to do more? And with, with the trends right now and, and speaking to camp directors on the 2021 season, a lot of them, if they got enough staff, a lot of them were a lot younger even. And a yes, lot of absolutely. camps had 17 year olds or 16 year olds. And then you look at your day camps who some day camps do hire starting at 16, Mm-hmm. Are you asking even them, younger, some, yeah. even younger, are you asking them to do the same amount or, you know, are they going through the same training as those 18 year olds? Because if there are, mm-hmm. even if they might not be responsible for something, I feel like they still are being asked to know the information. Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. by knowing the information, it kind of puts them in this, this elevated headspace, I feel like, but I don't know. I mean, I, we don't hire at 16, so I can't speak for, for those staff that potentially Mm -hmm. are going through that. Um, I, I mean, we can only speak from what we saw this past summer and what conversations that other directors or other, you know, podcasts we've listened to, not even just Mm -hmm. camp podcasts, like work, you know, working in even any kind of environment you know, what, what they're expecting their staff to do. And I mean, I've, I've read a lot of books. I'm reading radical candor right now. And a lot of that has been different workplace mentalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been really Absolutely. interesting to see that in, I mean, primarily tech companies is what the bo- book is based with, but uh, you know, it's, it's interesting, but then at the same flip side, like if we are asking our staff to do much, to do too much, where can we scale? Can we scale it back? And I don't know if we can. Is it we need to change our staffing structure? Um, you know, I know a lot of camps. There's been lots of questions posed about: Do you have a you know mental health specialist on your staff? Um, do you have these other very specific positions on staff to be able to help your your campers through those you know, kind of unique situations? And if you're one of those camps that are lucky enough to have the budget to do that, that's awesome. But what about the rest of us? (laughs) Like, we're not going to be able to do that. I don't think we can ask or should be asking our seasonal staff to handle a lot of these situations that they are being asked to. But how do we do it differently? I don't know. I don't know. Um, (laughs) You know, if you look at just the breakdown of what 
you know, a, an average camper group is at this point in time. You know, most staff or most camps have groups of, you know, eight to 10 ish kids in whatever you call them, you know, trail groups, cabins, whatever the case may be. Out of those 10 kids, with all of the work that we have put into becoming more inclusive and, you know, becoming a, a better fit for all kids, you very easily, you can have, you know, two to three kids or you are from the, you know, very standard suburban, you know, middle class home, you know, there's a good chance that you're going to have at least one of them that is in foster care or is, you know, going through an adoption process or even being taken out of a home. You're bound to have at least one who has experienced some sort of recent tragedy, some sort of trauma, whether that is, you know, death of a close family member, you know, abuse at home, you're going to have a couple that are probably from a lower income, more urban setting. You know, there's probably a good chance you're going to have at least one of them that it has some sort of diagnosis, whether that be on the autism spectrum, whether that be, you know, ADHD, ADD, um, or some other, you know, behavioral diagnosis. And then you might have one as well who is, you know, struggling with identity, whether that is, you know, gender identity, whether that is just who they are as a person, where do they fit in in the world? That's a lot of different personalities and a lot of different struggles that all of these kids are going through that have to be handled somewhat differently all in one group. And then we ask our 18-year-old staff who just graduated high school, who, who doesn't, doesn't even know what they want to do once they get out of college potentially, here you go. And here is one week of, you know, jam-packed with trainings of this is how you should handle this, this is how you handle that. You can handle it this way. If you can't do it, take it to the directors. Best of luck. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. basically how it, how it feels <laughs> at this point in time. So when we talk about, you know, wanting to pay our staff more, absolutely, we all want to pay them more, but is even paying them more enough considering what we're asking them to do. Things are ramping up right now in terms of, of planning for summer. And like, I, I feel bad as the camp director who hires the staff, you know, when we have the conversation and this comes up in our office a lot with this, I almost, I almost feel guilty asking them to do so much when I had to do, well, I can empathize with, you know, a lot of their day to day because I've been through it and I can relate very, very closely to being a counselor. And I know, the stress of having a group of many different personalities and being by yourself or with a coworker who either you do or don't get along with, like those are, those are things, but then asking them to do so much, like you almost feel, at least I do, I almost feel guilty asking them to do, like, I want to take on as the director, I feel like I should take on more. Like I, yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how <laughs> to, other than like educating myself. If you find your... the way, let us all know, please, <laughs> Kelly. How can we add more to our plates? But but not even like I wanna I wanna take that burden off of our staff so they can mentally feel like they are going back to how how I was as a counselor where it was carefree or it felt carefree and it was a fun summer job and and there wasn't as much to worry about. And I know I told you, you know, a week or so ago. I, I kept all my staff training manuals. I'm the one who did not throw them away as a counselor, but I've kept them. And so I've actually started going back to them and comparing them with our current staff manual and trying to figure out where, 
where the difference is, at least at that level to start before I look at, at trainings, I might also have a staff training schedule somewhere from when I was a camp counselor. <laughs> I don't throw out That's anything. Surprising one thing, Kelly. <laughs> I don't throw out anything. Um, nope. <laughs> but, you know, I, I want to find a way to take the burden off of them. You know, I'm already youth mental health first aid trained, and we always make it known to our staff that I, I can take that on, um, you know, but it, it goes back to them even if they feel like they should fix it themselves. Um, and maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know in terms of like them thinking they need to fix it. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a fixer. I know I like to try to fix things, but as a director, as a supervisor, as a boss, whatever you want to call it, I feel responsible. At the end yes. of the day, I feel responsible because it's my job to support the staff. It's my job to, to make sure they're okay and, and, and make sure they're having this, this awesome experience. And yet so many staff we saw last summer struggle with their own mental health and whether it have been an outside force COVID or an internal force of camp, I don't know. And, and some may be all across the board. And I know many directors, you know, had a lot of staff with mental health struggles, not just their kids, but their staff, you know, as a director, I want, I, I feel like I should take on a lot more in terms of supporting them in these types of big, big things. I mean, mm -hmm. they should still be able to look out for bullying and they should still be able to look out for that kid who is sitting on the sidelines and trying to encourage them to come in and play. Like those are the things that we were taught as counselors. And yes. those are the things that I almost want to go back to basics with my, my staff and just like, try it out <laughs> in a way, yeah. like go back. Like, oh, I want to yeah. copy my 2010 great. staff handbook and say, here you go. This is what we're learning. Like, yeah, I'm not giving you anything else. That is it. We're going to go through the handbook. We'll play some games. We'll learn the, the program areas and we'll call it a day. And if anything big happens, just bring it to me. I'll figure it out. We've prided ourselves in trying to give our staff enough information to make them successful. Are we actually being detrimental to them by disclosing so many things on those health forms to them, by letting them know that, you know, yes, this camper is going through a custody battle right now. This camper has this, this camper has that. Are they going in with these, you know, unconscious biases? You know, are they unconsciously doing things differently? putting more responsibility on themselves or putting more stress on themselves saying, oh my goodness, I have all of these campers. This one has this I need to watch out for. I have to be responsible for this. I want to make sure this one has a great time because they have this going on. And is it just overwhelming to them? Do we need to scale back on what information we are giving them about those campers? I knew allergies. I don't know. That's what I knew. I knew if my kids yeah. had allergies and I knew if they had a morning lunch dinner or bedtime medication. That's pretty much all I knew of my kids in terms of like outside, yeah. Yeah, unless, they, unless they told me things. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't think I had a single kid my summer as a counselor that had one med. They didn't oh, have lucky any meds. You. <laughs> lucky you. But again, it just goes to show how different things have changed. So when we go to staff and say, you know, we've been in your shoes before, we've been a counselor before, can we really say that? I don't think I can anymore. I, I don't think we can anymore at this point in time because there are so many different challenges that they are facing that we didn't have to. And maybe that's where we have to start as all of us that are in those roles now 
truly stepping back and saying, yes, I've been a counselor, but I have absolutely no idea what you are going through at this point in time, because I didn't live through that. You know, I didn't have those same experiences that you're going to have to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. how I need to start staff training this year. And then, I mean, if you want, and you know, the conversations come up too, I think with, you know, being that we are so heavily in youth development, you know, camp Mm -hmm. is youth development. Camp should be the leading example for a lot of things, youth development. Well, then you throw schools in the mix. Yes. And I only bring schools into it so much now because many kids haven't been in school. I mean, this, this year of 2021 has been a little bit better. I will say in terms of kids being able to stay mm-hmm. in school, but 2020, Absolutely. 2020 was pretty much non-existent. Was <laughs> yeah. That was the words I was going to go for anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty much, I mean, you look at schools and, you know, you look at teachers and a lot of our staff this summer were applying for teacher positions or had done a a teacher role. So they kind of had seen that side of it. But are we comparing ourselves too much to teachers? And if that's the case, how are we changing the way that we're training and preparing and, you know, paying our staff accordingly? Because, yeah, in, in some regards, definitely our staff, our again, 18, 19 year old summer staff, are expected to handle a lot of the same challenges that our teachers are that have gone to school for multiple years, hold multiple degrees in. Um, and even they are struggling with the, the way that everything is, especially with COVID. Is that fair to ask our staff? I don't know. I don't know either. I have no answers to like half the <laughs> questions we've posed here today because I mean I have opinions, but I don't I don't oh, have yeah. answers because even if I have an opinion on something at this point, I don't know how to do I think we're doing too much for a staff? Yes. Do I know how to change that? No, not at all. I have yeah. I, I would really need to like sit down and really hash through so mm-hmm. much of training, of job descriptions, of past trainings, of things I've gone through, like reach out to my old directors and like have interviews with them. Like there's so much I feel like would take to, to really like come up with a how, as opposed to just an opinion on, on this, but. Well, and I, I think there are so many of us that are in that same boat of, okay, great. We don't want our staff to have to take on all of these extra responsibilities. So we're going to bring in someone like we do a nurse, like we do, you know, those specialized positions, someone specifically for that. Okay. Well, then where does that money come from? Uh-huh. How Which is are the we big question on how do we pay our staff more is where yes. is that money coming from? And then if we just get into this vicious circle, Ooh. we want to be able to do this, <laughs> but how do we afford that? But if we do that, then how does this extra thing, you know, yep. come into play? And it, it comes back to that, you know, camp is still a business. And so we have to be able to make sound business decisions. And if we can't pay our staff more for all of the things that we are asking them to do, do we need to scale back on what we can offer? Or how many kids we serve? How many kids we serve? More stringent on, you know, behavior policies. And if a camper is not able to adhere to this bubble, unfortunately, can, can we truly provide a great experience for them? You know, if they are needing a lot more help, a lot more one-on-one time, a lot more from us, 
can we truly do that? And or does it come back this- to like us as a, as a general camp program, maybe it, they need more of that. There's still camps out there for oh, absolutely. those kids for sure. Um, but I feel like then it comes down to is every camp the right fit for every kid, which is no, mm-hmm. you know, you need to find the right fit for your kid. But maybe some of those, I don't know. I'm like, I mean, half baked like, we right talked in the, yeah, <laughs> like we talked in the last podcast, you know, are we becoming so much of the same that we're, we're losing kind of that uniqueness, losing that identity a bit? Are we trying to do so much to accommodate all of these campers with all of these different backgrounds and all of these different needs? And we might, we probably are, I can tell you we all are, because we all want to camp to be a great experience for all kids. We want all kids to be able to enjoy their summer. But what is that impact that it's having on our staff? You know, our, our seasonal summer staff are the ones that are, you know, paying that price of having to handle all of these stressors from such a wide variety of background, a lot of which they probably have never experienced before in their lives before coming to camp and, you know, working with kids in various populations. If you haven't had this conversation with your team yet, it might be something to look at with everything going on. Have those conversations. I mean, you don't have to have as as detailed or as big a conversation that Natalie and I are having. You know, we, we have these conversations offline too, Uh, And we just felt it was important to share them with you, but you know, it's, gosh, it's a lot. (laughs) It is. And I, a a way that I I like to try to relate things back to programs. So again, horses has always been my background. 90% of the time, whoever my supervisors have been very limited horse knowledge. So I have to relate it back to some sort of waterfront activity or some sort of ropes course activity, which they are a lot more, you know, in tune with, but I have always pushed specifically for my horse staff. I don't honestly like them to be counselors. If they are in the arena, if they are teaching lessons on a regular basis, if that is their job, that is a whole host of, you know, mental stress on them in general. Then you add on the fact that they have a group of kids that also has this whole other world of, you know, stressors and and things that they need help working themselves through. And you add that together and you are just asking for your staff to get burnt out. It is a lot. You know, it's the same as having a lifeguard who was literally been guarding in the sun all day. Mm-hmm down at your waterfront coming in to help cover a group and they walk into a group where they might not even know the kids they're just helping covering and so and so is bullying so and so and then there's a fight breaking out over here and someone in the corner crying and they're just like I don't have the mental capacity to handle Mm -hmm. that right now so how again how much how much stress are we putting on them in just their normal jobs the normal day-to-day of running an activity, running a program, and then adding the additional counselor skills to it, is that pushing them over the edge? Or are they just simply ignoring the issues and the behaviors because they don't know how to handle it and they are so mentally drained that they just let it go? And then as a director, we hear about it later. We hear about it later, you know, after the fact. 
Um, usually from a parent, what, usually from usually the parent. from a parent. Absolutely. <laughs> but what can we do to, again, help set them up for success? And I think it stems back to what their job description is. What are we actually asking them to do? What are we wanting to gain from them and have them achieve as a camp counselor? Nothing else, Nothing just else. a camp counselor. Just that. What does that truly look like? Yeah. I think I don't know. I don't know. I, but I think that's a good, a good place to, to put it. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't know is what we're, is what we're trying to say yes. <laughs> is, is we don't know, but that is the whole point of, of this, this podcast, which is scamp life exploring the other side, because we are here to talk about the other side of things, the, the bigger, heavier topics, the unpopular opinions, the, the everything, you know, the, the big long-term things. I mean, these, these questions could even be thrown into strategic planning come down the line. You know, this is, these are big things and we want to hear from you too. You know, what are you guys doing? I'd love to hear what you guys are doing. Oh, please tell me what you guys are all doing in terms of, especially this question. If you have, because we know we're not the only ones. We know we're not the only ones out there who are thinking about that. But no one's talking about it either. So we want to we want to hear the the fun conversations that you've had with your staff as well in regards to that. Yes, and please let us know because I would love to know if you figured out this question and you have figured out a way to scale it back. Our contact information will be in the show notes. Please reach out to us if you have a question that you want to pose to us and potentially be a guest on our show and and discuss this with us please reach out to us as well. We'd love to explore other questions, things that may not be being talked about is kind of our our thing here is we want to explore those questions that aren't the big topics. It might relate to them, but they're not what's being what's being asked in all of our communities. Um, or it might be something, and you can do this anonymously too. If you feel that you know, you have a question you want to ask and you want Natalie and I to discuss this, we are more than happy to because it doesn't only benefit you guys, it benefits us as well. So we know how to plan for our futures as well. Um, But yes, thank you for listening to this episode of Scamp Life, Exploring the Other Side. I am one of your hosts, Kelly Cook, and we will see you next time along with my other hosts, Natalie Hamilton. This is Natalie. Thanks all. Thank you.